target. Maximum firepower. Hey guys, welcome to the Brace for Impact podcast, where we teach you how to be better at Star Wars Armada. Today we're going to talk a little bit about our most recent YouTube video, give you some impressions of the Clone Wars after playing a few games, and uh, go over some upcoming stuff from AMG about the future of Armada. So uh, I'll throw it to you. Uh, we just posted on YouTube the, our first match cast. What did you think about it? I thought the match cast was cool as fuck, dude. Anybody listening, if you haven't already checked out our battle reports on YouTube, and if you have and you think they're too long, we just released the first match cast, which is like a 15-minute um, like Madden play-by-play uh, of one of our Armada games. Really cool. Uh, really gets right to the point of what was important in the game, and you don't have to sit there for like an hour and a half watching it. Yeah, um, while I was editing it, I felt like it really gave me an opportunity to deconstruct the game and find out what decisions happened throughout the course of the match that led to the outcome that happened. Um, you know, with the idea of sharing list ideas, sharing setup ideas, sharing strategy ideas, and then taking that and, uh, you know, working on being better next time. Yeah, that, that's one thing I found that was really interesting about the match cast is normally when we do our battle reports, it's just a recording of us playing and talking about whatever the hell is going on while we're playing the game. But you basically yeah. recorded our thoughts and basically the, the intent behind our moves after the fact. And I feel like that was really valuable and, and really interesting. Yeah, and I really liked the opportunity to use the Telestrator to get the lines on the screen. Yeah, that was so cool. Right. Yeah, that was that that was part of the fun. That was what what really got me kind of like involved in it. Yeah, and when you did that like um, fast forward filter on it, I like lost my mind. I was like, that's so fucking cool. Yeah, dude, it was so fun to edit this. Uh, I'm gonna try to do more of these because um, I think I think it's really helpful. Yeah, I agree. It was it was really cool. Um, but what did you think of, of like, the game? Because I know we, we talked about, like, the thoughts and everything, but kind of like a, a post-op. What did you think about this game, Bailout versus Separation Anxiety? Separation Anxiety is a really strong list, and I don't think that my objective allowed me to take advantage of the fact that I was second player. Yeah. I think that your strategy of just putting all of your guns on a single target basically um, in one round made it so that I think even though we engaged only in turn four and five, you still basically deleted my entire list in two rounds of fire. So, you know, obviously full uh, full thoughts are in the match cast where I kind of go, on, go in detail on all of my mistakes and how to do them differently. If you're caught facing an illness like separation anxiety, um, but I think the biggest takeaway for me is just how strong that list is, and like, I think that was, I think that was my takeaway too, because when when I was playing this game, I was like, all right, delay, 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 because if if I go in like across the board, like 
only having three rounds of squadrons attacking me is much better than four rounds or five rounds of the squadrons tearing up my shit. So I was yeah. like, I'm just going to delay, set up my, my fucking cavalry line, and take one acclimator out, and then the game will be over, and I'll win with maybe a little bit, uh, like like a 7-4, maybe. Yeah. But when everything started happening, I was like, I'm doing such an incredible amount of like unmitigatable damage because yeah. I can just I have to just fix every single dice. Uh, I've I've got a double hit natively, so I'll just TRC another double hit and I'll crack an inaccuracy. Good luck dealing with that. Good luck with dealing with that four or five times. Right, and my list couldn't deal with that four or five times. I think one thing was like looking at bailout going forward is. I don't think I need two carrier acclimators. I think I just need Naboo to be. And then the other one needs to be able to hit a ship and make it scared to attack Yeah. Uh, the acclimator. I just went double carrier, so it's like basically I have uh, two of the fucking quasars on the field. You know? Like, they're not more defensive than a quasar, really. You know, that is kind of true, because they only have the Brace Redirect. Redirect right? Yeah, Quasar only has Brace Redirect as well, so... Right. So there's like a one more HP, one more shield Quasar. So... Ugh. Right. So I need to kit one of them out to be able to just look at one of these little guys and just eat him for lunch, right? So <laughs> yeah. that's my first thought. My second thought was early warning system is really powerful against a list like separation anxiety if you compare it to um what's it called uh ecm mm -hmm. right ecm would let me brace one of your three dice shots into a two dice shot or four into two right yeah. like the most it's going to do is save two damage or something like that right but early warning system e reduces all of my attacks by one right so that is significant. And, you know, previous lists I've had early warning system on one of my acclimators. This time I did not. So I'm just kind of looking through bailout versus separation anxiety now. And, like, the acclimator that engages you first should have been the one with EWS and also the one that's, like, going to punch back with, um, <clears throat> you know, swivel mount and, you know, APT or ACM or something like that and gunnery teams and you know i don't know something to fight back and then the one that's kind of farther away and safe he can continue to be boosty comms you know pushing squadrons into to be kind of thing yeah but i think doubling down on carriers was kind of um overkill maybe? it was too much in one direction yeah. yeah too much in one direction well with this one i had so many dice fixing abilities that I kind of wasted out on like six points with the flag bridge and the uh, intensify firepower. You also went overkill, right? Yeah, I also went overkill because I put down the intensify firepower and didn't use it at all. Yeah. But. Yeah, you didn't need to. Um, the other thing was just like, and I pointed this out in the match cast as well, was like, the squadrons didn't attack your ships before my ships were able to attack your ships. Like, they just could not get ahead of everything. Yeah. So part of me is thinking, okay, well, do I bring hyperspace rings? Do I bring, um, uh, what's it called, rapid launch bays? Or do is this just a positioning issue? And I think that's something that's going to take a few more games for me to be 
uh, clear on. I think with the Intel changes, rapid launch bays becomes better than it oh, was for before. Sure. Because you can just kind of keep everything in there and then move in, deploy them, eat some shit up. But I yeah. also think uh, one of your big mistakes was like when you went up to speed two. Because I think once you go faster than speed one, like your arcs cannot get away from your acclimators at that point. Yep. That's true. But yeah. I think separation anxiety is like one of the, the best lists for separatists at the moment. Because their squadrons are dog shit. I know they're yeah. supposed to be dog shit. That's kind of like the vibe. But man, it hurts to have like five or six squadrons get pulled off the board in one turn from like flak. Like, right. oh god. I'm really glad that the first match cast was a game where I had like a bunch of really obvious badness in my gameplay. Yeah. Um, because it gave me a lot to talk about. Um, but I am hoping, like, the next time we do a match cast, like, uh, you know, it, it seemed like most of what I had to talk about was in the first half of the game, and the second half of the game was just like, and here are the results of my failures up to this point. So uh, it'll be interesting to see a game with more decisions later in, in the match as well. Yeah, I feel like that's super important to recognize, though, that a lot of the game is decided in, like, round zero, one, and two. And then yep. three through six are just the results of that. Nothing yep. really can, a lot of ways, yeah. can change. You can't really get out of a situation that you put yourself in from those early turns. And I think that was another thing that you explained a lot in deployment when you said, <laughs> you like circled my hard cell and you were like, yeah, he put it there and it broke my brain. Yeah. So do you think if you what about so do you, you think if you deployed like cross map from me would that have been a better situation than trying to drag me across the rocks? You mean you mean directly across? Yeah. And and jousted closer? Mm -hmm. Yes, I do because I probably wouldn't have been tempted to speed up. I probably would have been able to keep my acclimator speed one and I think my squadrons would have gotten on top of you. Probably turn three. Yeah. And I would just be coming into red range at that time, I think. Yeah. So. Well, because I think, well, both your acclimators had like boosty comms, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think they need to go faster than speed one because nothing, right. the squadrons can't outrun the acclimators. Right. I think that if I had a round where my ships shot at your ships after my squadrons bombed them like in the same activation mm -hmm. like i think i start deleting hard cells and separation anxiety falls apart after that because a lot of its power is in the fact that there are multiple three or four damage shots blocking a brace in a single round yeah because none of them are scary like an isd is scary right so once they start popping i think i have a better time in that fight but i've just never been able to really do that because they are a little bit bulkier than they seem to be yeah i love the hard cells though like the the three dice out the front is is so amazing. The three reds, it's like oh, it's everything yeah. I wanted. Yeah, they're like really good. <laughs> yeah, they're really good. They're really fucking good. So 
we'll see if I can make some adjustments to bail out and, and maybe that or a different list will be able to handle separation anxiety. But so far, I think it's 2-0, right? Against separation anxiety? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very strong. Cool. But also, well, I just, do you wanna... also, I just think Kraken is strong. I think Kraken is the go-to commander. Like, I don't think Dooku has has what it takes right now to be the Does Obi-Wan deal with Kraken better than Bale? Probably. I but wonder Bale because... is so fucking good. Bale is... He gives you everything you want. Bale gives me, like, engineerings, and he gives me, navs. you know, navs, right? But Obi-Wan says, hey, if you redirect, it's minus one damage, right? So those three dice shots coming in, like, do you block the brace or do you block the redirect, you know? Like, now it's actually a decision for you, mm -hmm. and if you block my brace, I can still redirect and reduce the damage by one. Yeah, well, I can tell you what I would do, is I would block the redirect every time. You'd use your brace up on the first two shots, and then i hit you with the next two shots. And then you would have yeah. no brace, no redirect. Yeah. It's very, it's very annoying. Yeah, I just kept blocking your your brace because yeah. at the point that I was at, like, if you can't reduce the damage, you've got to spread it on the on your shields, and you don't have very many shields. So one, two, three, yeah. no more shields. Keep blocking the brace. Dead acclimated. I um. I feel like what actually needs to happen is actually a more strategic thing rather than a um, list choice thing, mm -hmm. which is the ship that triggers your Kraken that gets into medium... Is it medium range? It's close medium, yeah. It needs to die. I need to kill it before everyone else gets to have a party. Yeah. Once the party happens, it's, it's really bad. It's really bad, yeah. Yeah. So... I was surprised yeah, how easy anyway. it is to get the that party going. Yeah, medium range is far. <laughs> big as fuck. Reckon be good. So, do you want to roll into our impressions of the Clone Wars so far? Yeah. So, so we both played like a number of Clone Wars games. Maybe like yeah, like almost eight now. I think more than that. I think we played eight yeah. games together, and then we did that tournament. So we've had more. Yeah. We've had, you know. We've been going against Separatists and Republic, but we've also done uh, Rebels vs. Empire. That's true. So, you know, your impressions of, what do you want to say, the Separatists specifically, or um, the rule changes? Like, what are you thinking about here? The rule changes are probably, like, one of the best things to happen for Armada. And especially the Evade changes specifically. So good. There's just no reason for evades to have been unable to do anything at close range. Why was that ever the case? I just don't understand why that was the, the baseline. Yeah, at close range, this defense token does nothing. Well, I think that it, the, the original idea was like, okay, as you get closer to the opponent, evade gets worse and worse right so at first it's canceled then it's re-rolled then it's nothing but the problem is that the ships naturally come together and when it does nothing it feels really bad yeah i agree and it just made small ships that much worse but now that they can use evades and doubly use evades against ships that are a higher weight class than them man it, it feels really good yeah it feels really it really good Squadron changes. We've played some uh, games with Intel. 
the Intel change is just amazing. Like now you can was... now you can bring token squadrons, and guess what? All your token squadrons at the end of the game will be dead. Which is exactly what you fucking brought them for. Right. To die. Oh, you mean they won't be alive while your ships are all dead because of Intel? Exactly. That was the fucking worst thing. And they just got ignored. They just yeah. got ignored. You brought 70 points of token squadrons, and they're all still alive at the end, and all your ships are dead. Yeah. I want them all to be dead. That's what they're there for. Like, anytime yeah. I see, like, one of my vultures dying, or one of my TIE fighters dying, I'm like, that is, like... Three damage mitigated that one of my ships could have taken, you know? Right. Yeah, for sure. It's just so much better, and it still feels really good. Like, you don't really ball up your squadrons quite so much. You kind of want them spread out, and you can still get some bombers on target. Maybe not all five on the same target, but you can get a bomber here, bomber there, and, and kind of spread it out. And then, you know, they, they won't be able to attack every single round. Maybe they'll get tied up by, by something that jumps on them. But, I mean, that's the fucking game. Is you got to figure out how to get as many uh, squadrons on target as possible. For as many rounds as possible. But you just can't guarantee every single round anymore. Which was obnoxious. Yeah. Like, it really was. can you imagine playing against an Empire and then... All you needed to do to block Merrick Steel was just to send your squadrons at him. And then he's just tied up for the rest of the game. Can you imagine that, that reality? Actually, now, yes. <laughs> and actually, now it can happen. You don't jump yeah. on him. Oh, I didn't do enough damage to kill him in one round. They dropped Dengar on me, and now Merrick Steel sends 20 damage into my fucking ISD. Good job. Thanks for right. playing the game. What do you think of the rules changes? Uh, the rules changes are leading us to, I think, a less damage-heavy game. Um, ships tend to last a little bit longer. They're a little bit harder to bring down. And you need to be thinking farther ahead than before. Yeah. ECM doesn't just come back for you every turn. You have to have an engineering token or command. Um you know, gunnery teams doesn't go off for you every turn. You know, you have to concentrate fire. So, you know, th those kinds of choices, I think, lead to a game that, in general, stuff doesn't pop as quickly in one turn anymore. That is also you know, really a lot, good. A lot more ships limping away from the battlefield and burning through all of their defense tokens to keep themselves alive, rather than, like... You know, you finding a way to prevent them from using their tokens, and then they just immediately explode. You know, I've also had that same experience when we're playing games, and like when one of my ships dies, I'm like, yeah, it died because my defense tokens were gone. Like, I had used all of them multiple times in the game, and it was over. And then the last two damage got through. It's not like I still had three defense tokens. You just blocked everything and exploded me with a million damage. Right. Um, I really like how it feels right now where a ship will get attacked and then I'm like, this is its last, last activation for me. Like, I'm, like after this, it's probably going to be dead next round. It's not, I move my ship in at full health and then I pick it up in the same round and it just gets deleted, you know? Right. Yeah, I think the game's in a much better place. As for the Clone Wars themselves, um, I dig the, I'll, I'll speak for the, 
for the Republic here. I'm digging the Acclimator. I'm digging the Consular slightly less than the Acclimator. Um, I wonder if you could consider running three Acclimators. Could that fit in a list and be viable? Oh, for sure. <clears throat> or like Victory Price. I wonder if that oh, would be yeah. good because like you're kind of down on the Consular, but three Acclimators yeah, could not... be pretty bougie. I'm not buying another core set. Uh, yeah, my thing with the Consular, I think, is like, I wanted it to be more of a CR90. Um, I just don't know if, if it is. Uh, number one, I think its tokens are worse. Let me look at this guy. Yeah, just one evade is worse. And if like, we look at the Charger. Yeah. Like, okay, like... It's got pretty good dice, but the benefit of the double evade was that you could safely TRC every time. Yeah. And now you really can't. can't. Yeah, you can't do that. And so it makes me think like, okay, well, I guess you take linked turbo laser towers. Mm, right? Yeah, I don't know. Because you don't really want to swivel mount battery this, do you? You want a double arc. Yeah, but Link Turbo Laser Towers is so expensive. Yeah. And but... it's, it's like, even the squadron thing, you can still only use at close range. See, I don't like that. Yeah, but the other char the other cons the other consular is fucking, the one that's good against squadrons is no red dice, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think the Arms so Cruiser like, is the better version. Yeah, I agree. It's eight points cheaper. I mean, that, that uh, blue-black is pretty gnarly. Oh, yeah. She's she's great. You know, I actually think this is one of the ships that you would, you would actually really like to put external racks on. Yeah, for sure. Chances are he's going to go fast and only really have one round of black, fire, black dice anyway. You know, especially with all of the, like, uh, Salvo. Like... Yeah, Salvo is just amazing, dude. It makes yeah. it makes it feel like there is shit going on all the fucking time. Every round, yeah, it's great. Every activation, every round of fire is like firing back. Uh, I'm shooting now. Uh, you attacked out of your side arc. I Salvo you, kill you. Now you don't get your front arc. It's so wow. Okay, okay. Here's so my fifty point good. armed cruiser. Scary time. Are you ready? Okay. Arm cruiser scary time. Tell me. Yeah. Okay. Clone Captain Zack. External racks, swift return. External racks and swift return. Now, Clone Captain so, Zack, I don't think you've used him yet. Not much, no. So, yeah. Him, I mean, like, now the side arc is a blue and two blacks, and the front arc is two blue and three blacks. Ooh. And it's like, I want to be an MC-30 for one round. <laughs> I mean, if you've really only got one round of fire, you that, that's what you want. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a nasty guy right there. And I wonder, is ECM worth it to guarantee the evade? No, it's not. I don't know. And then you take it be. from fifty points to fifty, or from forty-nine points to fifty-six points. I know. It's like that's. That's a big guy right there. I know. I would just keep him on the cheap. You do your hit, and you get out. Uh, yeah. Like, I think Clone Captain Zack on an armed cruiser would be really good. 
Yeah, you and then you have a console charger around with munitions supply. No. You tap Clone mm-hmm. Captain Zack the once, and then you get the benefit. You use Swift Return yeah. to get the yaw so that you can guarantee the double arc. You use Clone Captain Zack, you tap him, and then the armed cruiser is going to die, but you've done the damage. Yeah, so you're trying to fair. invest too much into it. Throw it in there, let Maybe it die. Right. Let it throw the fucking nine dice in one round. Yeah. I just feel like the Republic doesn't have much long-range capability right now. Like, I think the closest you get is an Acclimator 2 with Swivel Mount and uh, fucking APTs or ACMs and Ordnance Experts, right? Like, Yeah. But maybe that is their, like, kind of crutch, is that they can't really do long-range. They've got to do um, squadron squadron fire to kind of like soften up the ships before they get into the optimal range, you know? Yeah. Speaking of the acclimator, how do you feel about these acclimators? Bro, I love them, dude. They look so cool. They're so fun. Like, they got good anti-squadron. They got decent defense tokens. Good squadron have, value, good they engineering. They have good anti-squadron, like, he says. They're rolling blue-black like they're a fucking ISD. Yeah, Dude, some black, ISDs black. don't have blue-black. I know, I'm saying. They're good anti-squadron. Like, almost the entire Republic like black, fleet black, is really good anti-squadron. It's like, only half of all of the Star Destroyers have black-black, blue-black. It's like, god yeah. damn it. I'm, I'm looking forward to a Venator being the centerpiece of my fleet with one of these swinging around, clearing out the squadrons. Mm. Although I'd probably just have an armed cruiser instead. Like, yeah. Double blue is so gnarly, dude. So tell me about these acclimator titles. Implacable Nibuta B. Nibuta B is great. Implacable is really hard to pull off and really not worth it. Yeah. I feel like Nibuta B can just be good so many turns of the game and Implacable is good once. Maybe. Yeah. Nivudabi is so good. Especially if you have Bomber Command and you're stacking with Arc 170s. Yep. They get two rerolls. They're like fucking Jedi. I'm a fan for sure. What about the squadrons? Tell me about the squadrons. Which ones work? Which okay. ones don't? Which ones work? Which ones don't? Okay. So... Plo Koon and Luminara are really good. In terms of the Jedi. Really good, he says. Right, and you mm. just stack them with a bunch of torrents, and like they keep that shit alive, and they trade incredibly well. Kit is fine. He's almost like... Gosh, he has intel, but like intel's not even that good to... like. I, I don't know. I don't know about Kit right now. Ahsoka, I feel like, is just not good. Yeah? Um, yeah. You hate extra attacks? It's not that I hate extra attacks. It's that... Okay. Like, am I here... What am I here to do with my squadrons? Am I here to shoot enemy ships? Or am I here to defend my ships? And what Ahsoka says is, no, you're here to kill enemy squadrons. And, like... Why why is that what I want to do? It's not really what I want to do. So, like... It's just not that great, I think. Yeah. 
if my squadrons are shooting your squadrons, right? Like, either they're there just to delay shit, in which case, why do I care how fast I kill your squadrons? Or they should probably, I should probably be trying to find a way to get them to shoot the ships. So I agree that I'm not of, sold on Ahsoka of, yet. of the Delta Aether Sprite Jedi, I feel like Ahsoka and Kit are the weakest. Yeah. Um, Anakin is great. Mm-hmm. Um, only 19 points, double reroll out of the gate, and he can't be engaged. <laughs> okay, it's incredible. Um, Axe is really cool. He can be used like kind of as one of your aces with a bunch of torrents instead of um, maybe a Luminar or instead of maybe a Plo Koon. What, what do you feel about like, his ability? Like, is, like, if you have Axe, you probably have Luminara. Is his ability like worth it? At that point, for the cost, oh my god, he's only five more points than a normal V19. Right. So he's yes. totally worth it. Yeah, for sure. Um, kickback is not that good. The end. I don't think... Yeah. Like, like <laughs> the end. Yeah. okay, like he can... Now, the only interesting thing about kickback, I think, is like when he attacks, like being able to reposition him to engage another group of squadrons that you maybe couldn't have reached or has gotten out of your range or something like that, like that could be super annoying, I think. So like it has potential, but I just am not, I'm not a huge fan. Um, I think the arcs are great. They are basically B-wings, so they're very slow. Yeah. Uh, the BTLB Y-wings are fine. Aether Sprites, I haven't played with the generics, but the name Jedi are fantastic, so a generic is okay. Uh, and then the V19 generic, I think, is the standout. Like, It's so good. Swarm is so good. Why is it they have so just... fucking good, dude? Yeah, especially with Nibu to be in. Red, all of a sudden, red like, blue, they're... blue against squadrons is obscene. Oh, okay. With a reroll, stop. No. You just reroll that red, and like you're like, double hit, hit accuracy, and they're like, fuck <laughs> and then you put them under like luminara and plo Koon, and it's like yeah you're also obstructed while you're attacking this five hull ship that has yeah. counter one that's like yeah ah i think the luminara plo with v19 ball is really is good obnoxiously good it's so it's the good. best like 70 or 80 point squadron ball that the Republic can field right now, I think. I think that anyone can field right now. The best, like, 90-point squadron ball. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. What about the Seppies? Let me check out these Seppies. Let me check out these Seppies right here. I've been playing a lot with them. So, the Munificent Class Comms Frigate, I feel, is the better version of the Munificent. Mm. The Star Frigate is, like, you trade out your offensive retrofit for a def defensive retrofit. And you get one black die on anti-squadron. That's it for three points. Yeah. And you want to cram as much into your separatist lists as possible. So three points just for that. And then like what defensive retrofit am I running? Advanced projectors? For six Maybe. points? No. ECM? No. No. Like, all of the defensive retrofits, I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want those. So, my thought is, if you're putting Watt with Battle Droid Reserves, mm -hmm. 
who cares what your defensive retrofit is? Just pick up all the damage cards after they put them on you. Exactly. Like, like, look, listen. You run a Munificent Comms Frigate, you put Watt and Battle Droid Reserves on it. Okay, you don't need a defensive retrofit at that point. Like, it's covered. If you have any hull damage, you just remove them like you're recovering a shield. And then you spend the, the other six points, regain shields, move shields to where you need them to be. Like, needing a defensive retrofit, expensive ones at that, is unnecessary on the Munificent at this point. And then the comms frigate, you can get any offensive retrofit you want. You want boosty comms, get it. Expanded hangar bay, get it. Hyperwave signal boost, I don't know what the fuck to do with that card. I don't know what the yeah, fuck same. to do with that card. I don't know what its role is. It's so that I can do something other than commanding squadrons. So that in the squadron phase I can activate them like they were activated. But... They can't move, they can only attack, which means to use Hyperwave Signal Boost, my squadrons have to be engaged. And if they're engaged and I didn't activate them this round, that means they're dead. Wait, hold on. What do you mean they have to be engaged? Because I can't move them. Therefore, if they want to attack something, they have to be engaged. Why can't you move them? Because you're, it doesn't allow you to move them. It says this turn, when it is your fleet's turn to activate squadrons, you may exhaust this card and choose a number of unactivated friendly squadrons. This turn, activate each of those squadrons. Yes. While attacking, each of those squadrons with AI are treating, treated as if activated by a squadron command. So during the squadron phase, when you activate a squadron, you can do either move or attack them. Hmm... Hmm. So, so this card. Okay. So basically, what you're saying is, let's say this is turn three. Yeah. Squadron phase, and you in the ship phase didn't activate your squadrons. Mm -hmm. Let's say three or four of them. Yep. Which means, uh, you know, you want them to shoot with AI. Uh. So last turn, you did a squadron command. And they attacked and moved to get into that position. Yes. Which means after that, the enemy attacked you during that squadron phase. And now a whole ship phase has happened where they mm -hmm. might have attacked you again. Yeah. And now we're in the squadron phase after that, and you're going to activate whatever's left of your squadrons. Yeah, which is going to be none. It's going to be none. None. Because they all have three health? They all have three health. They're all dead. I can activate yeah. one or two, maybe. It's just... It's bad. It's a weird timing. It's, It's got weird positioning. Like, here's the thing. Just activate them. Yeah, here's the thing. Just with fucking activate them. Like, what are you doing yeah. with your comms frigate that you didn't activate your fucking squadrons? Yeah. What are you doing? Are you... You got your, your thumb up your ass? Like... Right. Are you doing navs? Why are you doing navs on a munificent? Go speed two and be wherever the fuck you want. Right. Um, engineering, we got our boy Emir Tambor over here. Emir Tambor. To engineer all your fucking all your fucking shields are back. Like, why aren't you activating your squadrons if you have them? Just do it. There's nothing else you should be There's doing. There's nothing else you should right? be doing. Like, put boosty comms, put expanded hangar bay, 
and and okay. activate no, them or reserve hangar deck which i think is pretty cool for certain situations but i just don't know its place in this like yeah it's it's weird and don't get me wrong i wanted to go all in on hyperwave signal boost hyperwave signal boost would be worth it if it could make squadrons who already activated shoot again no, that's obscene. That's Yavara's obscene. No, I mean, like, you're talking about three squadrons taking a shot. And maybe it's, a like, a like a discard card or, or you know, like, whatever. Like, no, I think that's too good. Too good. It's too good. I don't know. I, it, well, what it is right now is kind Oops. of pointless. Yeah. I, I feel like there, there'll be, like, some ship that comes out where, like, Hyperwave Signal Boost is really cool on. But it's not yeah. the comms for it. Just, like... There's nothing else you should be doing. Right. Like, you engineer, you get the token, you engineer with Wat Tambor, and then do the squadrons. The, the, the comms frigate does not need to nav. It's got amazing arcs. It's got amazing yaw. It doesn't need to do that. And right. you shouldn't be concentrating with it anyway. Like, concentrate fire on a munificent? No. You're just gonna yeah, add an extra red red, red, dice, red dice. Yeah. All right. Like my link turbo laser towers get enough work. You don't need to fucking strain them with that. Yeah, and and the other thing to think about is if you're flying a list with enough squadrons to warrant hyper hyperwave signal boost to be there. Um. Let's say how much damage does a concentrate fire add? It's gonna be like 0.6 damage on average, right? Yeah. Versus how much damage does activating three squadrons give? Uh, and that answer is always more than 0.6. Like, always. Always, more. yeah. For sure. If you have squadrons, activating them is, I want to say, always better in terms of raw damage than doing a concentrate. The only time you should be concentrating is when there's no squadron to activate. Which, at this point in the Separatist life cycle, uh, you should always have squadrons in your list. Yeah. There's there's no way to build separatists without having squadrons, unless you're a, a complete degenerate and you bought like four separatist packs, they and have you have like spam comms like eight, eight eight hard cells, and yeah. if you do that, you need therapy. Yeah, because you're, just, oh, you're lost. I think that I oh, am running three hundred points of comms frigates, right? Oh, God, that's awful. Um, I think the ion slot for comms frigate is blank. There's, is blank? It's blank. There's nothing you should run in, in ion. There's no reason to run heavy ion emplacements, ion cannon batteries, MS1s, leading shots, nothing. No, it's blank. There's there's really no reason. Is that to... because there's only two dice on the front? There's only two dice on the front. You need three blue die to reliably get any of these crit effects. And then what are the other cards for? So you only have two blue dice. So... HIEs, overload pulls, ion cannon batteries, MS1s, MK7s, blah, blah, blah. None of that's Those, happening. None of that is happening for you, reliably. For sure you can run a game and you'll get one. Oh, uh, but what you, about with Kraken? Yeah, you just evade it. Just evade it. Yeah. Um, Acclimators don't have evade, though. They do not. That's true. Hmm. Maybe I'll have to have a talk with my with my list building department and figure out why they've been slacking on me. 
Really, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Let's see what we can Wow. Do. Kraken with NK7 ion cannons. Guarantee a blue critical. Exhaust this card to force the defender to discard one of their defense tokens. NK7 isn't good. We went over that in our um, but it, but, ion cannon review, which you can but look up on our but, podcast. But here's what I'm saying. Against medium base Clone Wars era ships, there is no evade. Yeah. You literally just, like, if you point your front arc at them and Kraken goes off, you're discarding their brace. Well, they'll use their brace and then discard the red one. Or discard okay. their redirect. But well, <laughs> now the, it's gone. the thing is, they're just going to use both of them. Yeah. My issue with NK7 is it's one more point than heavy ion emplacements, which the opponent doesn't get to interact with. They don't get to make a decision. They don't get to choose, uh, like, to discard their salvo, you know, because acclimators have yeah. salvo. So they'll, they'll spend brace redirect salvo and then discard their salvo. Good job. But next turn. Next turn. I mean, eh, maybe at that point there won't I be a next know. turn. I don't know. Listen, Something uh, might be there. I'm not saying you're wrong. I mean, when you said, what about Kraken? Now I'm... Now I'm... Double comms frigate with... NK7 Ion Cannons and Kraken. I'm telling you that this... That there, Maybe there's something there's there. power here. Mm. Mm. What about Swivel Mount? You can get an extra blue die. No. no, you can't. That's not how Swivel Mount works, dude. You can get an extra blue die on the side. No, you're just taking one from the front. <laughs> what are you trying to do here? You're trying to stop... Swivel Mount does not work with Separatists, all right? Like, at this point in the game, it doesn't do anything for you. You can draw one blue from the side. It's like, hmm. That doesn't... Yeah, the Munificent really wants to double arc, doesn't it? It really wants to double arc. And it's got the best arcs. You can double arc. Yeah. If you're not double arcing, you position your Munificent wrong. But I really like the Munificent. I think it's amazing. Staple link turbo laser towers to it. Um, there's no other turbo laser slot you should be putting Quad turbo laser cannons. No, stop. Why are you doing all these terrible decisions? Because Kraken gives you the accuracy and then you get a second one. Mm. <laughs> Here is the Seems thing. Seems good. Yeah, but I get an accuracy and then my other two dice are blank. Well, roll better. Yeah, exactly. Link turbo laser towers helps you roll better. And... Quad turbo laser cannons doesn't help you on salvo, and Munificent has the best salvo in the game, which is two reds. Why doesn't it help you on salvo? Because you can't add dice to salvo attacks. Mm. Link turbo laser towers, mm. though, you can still re-roll. There you go. Bada bing, bada mm. boom, baby. You're obsessed with LTTs. It is one of the best turbo laser tower uh, upgrades. Yeah. It's really good. It's, it's really fucking good. All right, now, let me talk about this hard sell. This hard okay, sell, ready. holy shit. I love these dorky rockets. The they, battle refits? Oh, both of them. Both of them are amazing. Hard sell transport, hard sell battle refit. Yes, all of them. Hard sell transport has double officer. Yeah, I'll take a rune Hako. I'll, Wait, are you kidding? I'll, holy shit. I'll take OP. a veteran captain. Or, or maybe I'm feeling a little frisky. I'll take a T-Series tactical droid and veteran captain. and then Such a bizarre combo. And then I'll take like a medical team so I don't get crew crits. 
Uh, what else do we want? Do we want Bomber Command? Maybe. And I'll take Foreman's Labor, so yeah, before I suffer damage, uh, my total damage is reduced by one. I've got shields on that hull zone. And good luck. Good fucking luck, dude. The hard cell True. transport is probably one of the most versatile support systems in the game. It can do it all. It can be self-sufficient with Rune Hako and uh, the fucking Bomber Command Center. You can send it off with, with two or three bombers. Look, Rune Hako, I know how this bitch works now. Whatever you want to do, Rune Hako lets you do it for longer. So you, you've got your hard cell transport with Bomber Command Center. You send him out. You follow him with three bombers. You bank a squadron token. Okay? And then you activate. You send the three bombers out and they attack. And then you roll your, your red, red, blue. Okay. Next turn, you use Rune Hako. You still have to be distance one to five of a friendly ship. Because Rune Hako gets scared when he's alone. You've got two squadron commands banked on Rune Hako. So then okay. you can take one of those. Now you can do three bombers again, red, red, blood, red, red, blue. Then next turn, Rune Hako again. Take the squadron token. Activate your three bombers again, red, red, blue. Whatever you're attacking is dead at this point. Well, With one heart it's cell. It's been three turns. It's been three turns. Been three tu yeah. But like... And, and that's, that is 59 points with Hard Cell Transport, Rune Hako, Bomber Command Center. Yeah. And then, look, you're having trouble positioning. You, I mean, listen, the Separatist squadrons go really fast. They go fast as fuck, actually. So let's, let's add Flight Commander, who's another officer. Now you can resolve your squadron command after you execute your maneuver. If you're having trouble positioning your Bomber Command Center, now you can do your squadrons after. Hard cells right there, right in the thick of things. Bombers go in. It Especially because their ships are so fast, you may be activating them at medium range, and now they're out of Bomber Command Center range. Exactly. This thing does it all. And it you, look, you, you put Veteran Captain, which I'm loving now, T-Series Tactical Droid. Now your hard cell can do anything whenever you want. It can get a full engineering command, nav command. It can do squadrons on the fly with concentrate fire. All you need to do is choose what you want to do that turn. Flip veteran captain. Get the command token you want. Tap T-Series tactical droid. Now you've got two command dials. Boom. It's insane how much this can do. And then it can be a full fucking uh, support ship. All you got to do is put beast of burden and then nothing else. Incredible. And we haven't even gotten to token supplying yet. Look, slicer tools. Let's 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 get frisky. We'll put Hondo, veteran captain. Now you can slice the tools three times in a game. Automatically, fifty-nine points. There you go. Dang, slicer tools is so good. I miss it. Hard cell transport does it all. It does anything you want, and it does it better than any other support ship. I don't even know what flotillas are going to do for separatists. They got the hard cell transport. Yeah, I agree. Oh, also, it can take fighter coordination team and push your squadrons. Don't talk about fighter coordination. 
Okay. The Separatists don't need fighter coordination. To they really they don't. They, no they, go, they go fast squadron. as fuck. All of them go speed four. There's no slow ships. Um, yeah. The battle refit. Also amazing, but not quite as versatile. You put TRC on it, and you're done. That's it. That's all you need to put on it. Uh, defensive retrofit is blank right now. There's nothing to put on your hard cell. Come at me. What do you put on a hard cell for defensive retrofit? Cluster bombs? I know. I know reactive gunnery comes with it, and it was in the preview article, but you can't fucking tell me that that's what you're going to do with your hard cell. Now. Why not? Um, okay. What does reactive gunnery say to do? It says to do salvo. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing on the rear. There's gun. nothing on the rear. Okay. So you can only salvo against squadrons. Okay. Am I going to pay four points for that? No. Okay. Now, there is one thing you can do. Expanded hangar bay. You can put expanded the... hangar bay on your hard cell battle refits. Bank a token. Why wouldn't you just take a transport for five points less? Because you can have TRC, expanded hangar bay, and a token. Push three squadrons, then no. TRC. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, don't yeah. think so. You can do it. It, it, it can happen. All right. Um, it's pretty costly. I don't think that's very good, but you can certainly do it. Another thing you can do, have a bunch of hard cell battle refits, kit them out with reserve hangar decks. Now, all of your vultures come back to life. You got zombie vultures. I mean, coming back to life with two health is basically a full... It's basically vulture. full health for a vulture, yeah. Um, it's... The hard cells... Because no matter what, it's best. dying in one shot, right? No matter what, it's dying in one shot. Like, you either kill it or you don't. Yeah. Um, hard cell transport is probably one of the best support ships in the game. Hard cell battle refit isn't very versatile. You put TRC on it. Uh, I mean, that's that's really it for the ships. There's only two of them. Yeah. I I don't think the star frigate is worth. You you just get a, like a big ass like truck of a ship that isn't even as good. As a comms frigate. Like, it doesn't do more damage. It just survives more. The only reason I could see someone, like, running a star frigate over a comms frigate is if you already have a comms frigate that has Watt Tambor and Battle Droid Reserves. And then you're like, I want another one. But I also want it to be bulky as fuck. So I'll put, like... <laughs> right, you want to put, like, ECM on it? Is that what you're saying? Like ECM on it. Then I'm like, dude, how are they going to kill... How are they going to kill your comms frigate with Watt Tambor on it and then kill the other one? Or I think the idea is that they can't. That they can't. I mean, maybe you can just sit on an objective for like six turns if that's how you want to win games. But I want to do damage. I want to kill the other ships. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, look, if, if you have a cool Munificent Star Frigate build, put it in the comments. Tell me about it. Go to our YouTube channel and put me on blast, but I don't think it's worth it, the points at this point. Not for just sure. a defensive retrofit and an extra die on flak. Like, don't tell me that that is better than the comms frigate that can take disposable capacitors or flag bridge and intensify firepower. Like, get the fuck out of here. No, it's not. So let's get to the squadron portion of okay. what's actually fucking good. And what we thought was going to be good, because if we're if we're doing like 
ass or pass here, there are some ass cards in the squadrons. Yeah. And I'm looking at Flakar Fock prototypes. Oh, yeah? They're ass. They're ass, dude. What's wrong with them? Well, they're like 19 points. Yeah. And their ability tricked me. It tricked me. I was like, God damn, Why? that's so fucking good. Like, that's like a reverse Mahler Mythal. So good, right? Yeah. Mahler's really good. Flakar Fock prototypes seem to be really good. Uh, but you know why Flakar Fock prototypes isn't good? It's because Separatists are some selfish cunts. And they don't have any escort. So you send Flakar Fock prototypes in there. And then it dies. <laughs> yeah. And you don't get to use this ability. Ever. I haven't had Flakar Fock prototypes go off once. Yeah. It's like... Because it just gets shot it at? It just gets killed. It's like, they send it in there. And, and you're like, oh, well, you can use Flakar Fock prototypes defensively. Like, just put it next to your ship. And then they'll move in trying to attack your ship. And then they'll take a damage. And it's like... Yeah. No, they won't. They'll just kill Flakarfok prototypes um, with their Jedi. Uh, they'll lock down at scatter and do three damage, like Jedi do. And then that's it. One, and then that's one it. ship, it's Boom. gone. Dead. You get the counter two, though. Great. Counter two. Do they still take that damage if you die before they end their activation? No. It does seem trash, doesn't it? Like it? No, it seems good. But using it is trash. So the Separatists just need an escort ship and then it would be good? I don't think any Separatists will get escort ships, is the thing. Yeah. Because then what do you do? <laughs> um, DIST-81, he's good. He's good. Why is he good and the other one isn't? He's got Snipe 3 with AI anti-squadron, so he's got effectively Snipe 4. Mm -hmm. His attacks can't be obstructed. Which is good. Counter two and swarm. So you can put them on a rock. You can snipe three, snipe four. And then if they come trying to come at you, shoot you on the you're rock, obstructed. they're obstructed. But you're not. You have counter two. Everything's good. And does seem good. he kind of avoids that whole squadron ball, uh, Plo, Luminar, and V19s. Because he can snipe without having to deal with their bullshit. Right. But he's also really expensive. He's cheaper than Flakarfok. Yes. But he's still like two vultures. He's two vultures, dude. Vultures are bad. But having like ten vultures is good. Mm. DFS 311 and Horchel prototypes are just not good. They're just not. Their abilities don't do anything. It's like Intel, but that doesn't do anything anymore. So my thought on Hard Chaw, Hatter Chaw, is... Hatter Chaw. Wow, before, before an enemy ship or squadron at distance one moves, you may perform an attack, right? Mm -hmm. Cool, but like, aren't they engaged with you? How are they moving if they're at distance one? Are we talking about only things with grit? Like, they've given, like, you know? Well... Yes, but also enemy ships. So if I'm in front of a ship... So you can roll a red at enemy ship that moves away? Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of the worst ability I've ever heard of. 
Yeah, it's really bad. It's really, because, it's like, really bad. Because don't generally move away from you. Yeah, it's really bad is the point. And then DFS 311, I mean, it's, like, fine, but it's more expensive than T81, which makes no sense. <laughs> it seems way worse. He's just you're just bringing him for Intel, right? I feel like they priced him for Intel before they changed Intel. Because listen, yeah. if you're telling me that DFS three eleven is good, and you don't know who Jan Ors is, uh, Jan Ors, you know, is one point more than this. one point more than this, and is infinitely better than DFS three eleven. And I know, oh, but the faction identities, no, it's one point less than Jan fucking Ors. And if you're telling me that DFS 3.11 is good, get out of the building. Leave the library. But it's also bad because there's no yeah. escort, right? Yeah, there's no escort. So it's like, okay, I, I, don't, want to, killed. I don't want to deal with DFS 3.11. I'll kill him. There you go. Yeah. yeah. What about your bomber squadron uniques? Back toward prototypes is it's not good. I mean, it's okay, but like, just bring DBS 404 and a bunch of Generic bombers. Back to it only affects itself and only when it's activated with AI battery. Right, because a regular shot, there would only be one die, so why would you change it to an exactly. accuracy? Yeah. But if I'm going super hard on bombers to where I have DBS 404 and back toward prototypes for some reason, I would also have bomber command center. So it's right. like I'm going to roll two reds. And then re-roll one with Bomber Command Center and then change it to an accuracy? No. I'm just going to take a normal one and roll two dice and, and re-roll one with Bomber Command Center. Yeah, and the normal one is five points cheaper. Exactly. But DBS 404. This dude, his, his ability is untethered and his rage cannot be contained. This is the most... <laughs> degenerate motherfucker I've ever played with. Yeah. Oh my god. He attacks like it's going out of style. I would use his ability every single time. It's so good. He's activated by a squadron. That's plus one red die. He's rolling two red die now. Okay. Would you do it if he had one health left? You can't. Because you take the damage and then he is removed from, from play. So mm. his ability only goes off Three times. That's a lot. But when someone has DBS 404 and they attack you and you can salvo them, always salvo them. Always, every time. Even if you burn your salvo, salvo DBS 404. Because he's coming for you. Because he's coming for you. Oh my god. Oh yeah. my god. And There's nothing more degenerate than him rolling accuracy double hit, double hit. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Just running DBS 404 makes me happy. It does everything I wish bombers would do, which is pretend that they're ships. He does the amount of damage small ships do to big ships. Yeah. Always, all the time. Three red dice, three red dice, three red dice. In a game, he can roll, if you don't kill him, 11 red dice in four rounds Yikes. which is pretty much average because you know round one position round two will get in there and then round six he probably won't be able to shoot anything because he'll be dead but if you give dbs 404 four rounds of fire 
whatever ship that is, is taking 11 red dice. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. How about Grievous? Grievous is great. I feel like he should be in every Separatist list. He's so good. He's just so fucking good. Generics. What's great about him? Generics just crumple under the weight of General Grievous. They just crumple. He has Relay 2. So if you are bringing a shitload of squadrons, I mean, he can kind of give you like a little boost. Like if you've got like one squadron in range and then the other two, ah oh shit, like you moved and now they're out of like position, you know, you didn't set them up properly. Grievous has your back. He, you relay two off of him. He'll get the other ones, pull them in. Like all of these ships move fast as fuck, dude. They get where they're going. Yeah. And you like relay two, if they're out of position, speed four, they get to whatever you're trying to shoot them at. Um, his last ability screen is the worst ability I've ever seen in my entire life. It's so bad. It's awful, actually. It's so so fun. I think you miss escort. I miss escort. I don't think separatists should have escort though. You know what's funny? Hmm. Before they changed Intel, I felt like Escort didn't matter. And now that they did change Intel, none of your squadrons have Escort, and you wish that it was there. Yeah. <laughs> it went from completely useless to incredibly important. Uh, and I think that's funny. Look, like, like Grievous, he's got screen, which is terrible. Because either whatever you've got that you're intending to screen with Grievous will just get bracketed and then die or they'll bracket Grievous and the other stuff they won't be engaged with. But Grievous is always the last to die. Which can be good because he doesn't have AI so he's always rolling um, double blue, Full double damage. black. Yeah, He's just really good. Way good for his point cost. And he's amazing. I don't think the neutral double lab is worth taking is just like just take grievous and don't run multiple double labs it seems weird i mean i guess they're they're a good like neutral fighter but i mean 15 points for double blue double black against fighters is pretty good that's pretty good they're so expensive though 15 points Ugh. how much is a lambda uh, like a normal lambda yeah I don't know. I don't run normal lambdas. Let me see. A normal lambda is 15 points against squadrons that rolls two black and it has relay two. Yeah, but it also has strategic. True. Strategic is broken. Yeah, so it's like, we're not even... Oh, oh maybe... Oh, yeah. Not even uh, no strategic ship. on either of the Clone Wars factions, huh? Yeah, I like that. Strategic is broken. Yeah, it's really good. Tripiders are okay. Hyena droid bombers are amazing. Vultures are amazing. But vultures are only amazing if you're running five or more. If you roll, it, like if you run with only like two or three vultures, like uh, something's wrong with you. How do you only have twenty-four points for squadrons? Is the real question. Yeah, <laughs> like if you're if you're running three vultures, you only have twenty-four points for squadrons. And I'm like, I don't know what you're running, dude. He's that's some fucking weird list. <laughs> Yeah, at this point you bought three core sets and uh, I can't help you here. Yeah. 
I think Kraken is the only commander to run. I don't think Duke you like is... the raid party, huh? No, I like it. I just don't think it's very good. Like, because I did a game where I had Count Dooku, I had second player for once in my life, and they picked Station Assault. So they got double raided for three the first three turns of the game. Yeah. And I still lost. Because Dooku doesn't do anything to make your fleet better. He cripples yeah. the opponent's fleet, and then... If, like, I was playing the other person, uh, they have a response for it, you just lose. Because you're Question. playing with, like, a naked fleet that doesn't have a commander buff. Would it be better to hold back on Dooku until engagement rounds? Uh, maybe. I think that's what I did with Dooku. But it's just, like... I mean, he can be good where if you've got, like, a choice squadron command, but the opponent can see what command tokens you have on yeah. Dooku. Like, you can't hide them. It's not Thrawn. Right. It would be cool if you could hide them, but you can't. So they're like, oh, you've got two squadrons and a nav? Okay. Cool. I'll start round one with a squadron token, and I'll hold that. And then whenever you raid them, they're like, spend my squadron token, do my do my squadron command. You can't stack raids. And then if you yeah, try sadly. to stack raids with like, oh, I'll give you an engineering, a squadron, a nav, then they just remove their dial and get rid of all three of them. It's like, no, there's nothing. True. I don't like Dooku because he does not benefit your fleet. You're effectively playing with your opponent at like more of a disadvantage. But if you're playing against a Republic player and they've got clone nav officer, then you've got nothing against them. You basically right. showed up to the table without a commander. And their officer just basically counters a Dooku. It, it's Kraken all the way. You take Kraken. Take Kraken. He does everything for you. Put a hard sell in medium range and just go to town. Huh? Exactly. Even if you're running heavy squadrons, you take Kraken. You're going to get in range. You've got all red dice. Separatists are all about the red dice. It's... I love Separatists, though. I think they're fucking amazing. They're bulky. They have some cool strategies. I kind of wish they would go faster. <laughs> they don't go. Yeah. Maybe I'll put, like, engine techs on them or something. Have them go. But it's, it's fucking great. Great, great, great. So, February 3rd. Oh, as we're going in the next segment. Yeah, so so uh, Atomic Mass Games put out a post, and I think FFG also put out a post, that February 3rd they're doing a live stream talking about their upcoming Star Wars acquisition. So, what do you think they're going to talk about? They're obviously talking about the next wave of Armada, the next wave of Legion, the next wave of X-Wing, right? Yeah. Hopefully. There's nothing else to discuss as far as I'm concerned. If they... if I mean, like, the thing is, like, Wave 2 of Armada Clone Wars was supposed to be here already based yeah. on their initial outline. Yeah. Uh, now, shit happens, COVID happens, like, we're all in a very forgiving mood with timelines for people because, like, it's been crazy this year. However... Not that forgiving. Not... Commun not communicating is the problem. Yeah. Right? 
So, hey, they announced the time. They're going to tell us what's up. I'm excited for it. I'm hoping that February we're getting another, like the release of Armada Clone Wars Wave 2. Um, you know, I think that the other fact, like the other games don't really need anything in February, but I think there will be stuff for them coming in February as well. I think it'll all be dropping in February. So, you know, that'll be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I think it's time to move quickly. And I think Atomic Mass Games is a company that can move quickly. So we'll see. How I think a out. lot of their quickness has to do with them only having one game. Like, I don't know if anybody well, else yeah. knows this, but they've only ever done Marvel Crisis Protocol. Right. So you've only got one game to work on and not an entire shelf load of games like FFG. I mean, I know there's other dedicated teams, but if all your focus is on Marvel Crisis Protocol and you don't even have to sell pre-painted models, pretty sure you can churn them out pretty quick. Right. My issue is what they what kind of vision they have for armada like are they going to try and bring it into a more traditional kind of miniatures model where they sell kits of unbuilt unpainted models like a lot of miniature companies do yeah and push them out quickly like that or if they're gonna keep it more in line with what ffg has been doing take the time paint the models Sell them fully assembled. Sell them fully assembled, which, honestly, FFG has been producing some of the, the best quality miniatures that I've ever seen in my entire life. Not just for games, but anywhere. Like, yeah. if, if you go to any any store, all of their models of Star Wars ships look like dog shit compared to FFG, you know? Yeah. So I'm curious about that. I would be very surprised if they changed the X-Wing formula much to start with. Yeah. Um, just because it's a popular kid on the block, you know? Yeah, I mean, it is good to be popular. Armada is also a popular game, but it's less popular than X-Wing, and the miniatures are larger, so I could imagine them transitioning, but I, I still don't think it would be... For this upcoming wave yeah i think any changes would be happening after well, wave two uh, what, listen what i want to hear and in my dreams i hear these very words where they say that we've been closely working with the developers of x game and they've shared with us their their plans and their goals and their projections for the way the game is going to be and the balancing issues they've had, and what to work on moving forward for the next X number of years. That's what I want to hear. Because you can't just pick up a game and be able to start developing it from whatever point you're at without knowing some of the issues that they've dodged. Like, what if they make another Demolisher? Right. Or another Avenger? You know, they're like, oh, this this effect isn't in the game. Let's make that. It'll be pretty cool. Uh, it's not right. in the game because it's horseshit to play with, you know? Right. I would be surprised if they said something that explicit, even if it was true. But 
I mean, I, I agree with you. That's just in my dreams what I hear. And, yeah. And it always seems pretty good to me. I don't think we're going to hear much at all. Because this announcement dropped, what, like December? Yeah. You know, it's like, who, they don't have the time to, to transfer everything over to AMG and be ready. They're like, oh, all the, the production is on the way, guys. It'll be February 4th and we're shipping out the boat, you know? I don't think well, that's going to happen. I'm, I mean, I think that Wave 2, for Armada at least, was basically finished by FFG as the last thing that they did. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not even sure whose company's logo is going to be on the box, but it was developed <laughs> by FFG. There's no way that AMG has had time to create an expansion yet, right? It'd be funny if they, sh they shipped them and they just had like an AMG sticker they put over FFG. <laughs> that would be cold-blooded, um, though. Like, just, just let FFG have their, their fucking swan song and... Right. You know. So I think, you know, I think best case scenario for me is and I'm only really talking about Armada, the other games can, you know, do whatever they want. Uh, you know, they they show off wave two, they say, Here are the ships, we're gonna have articles coming out over the rest of the month. They're shipping in February, you know, whatever day. And like this is, you know, two sentences about like we're working on new expansions that are coming out later this year for Clone Wars. And maybe here's a, you know, a preview shot, like kind of like they did last time or, or, you know, some, something to that effect, right? Some sort of tease of like, this is what we're thinking about in the future. If they don't have that, totally understandable. They've had the product for like four weeks, right? So <clears throat> yeah, that's my hope. Yeah, I just, I just want to hear something. Yep. Anything at this point. Because I was expecting like articles like at the end of December, and then, I mean, obviously we didn't get to hear anything. But yeah, I think based on FFG and the way they were communicating last year, I think they were very surprised at the change. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like they were surprised as well. I was surprised because so. they were like, you know, Q1 2020, we're gonna have Wave Two, blah 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 blah, you know, like, and then it's like yoink, and so I think a lot of chaos probably happened to lead to this February third announcement. But I, I mean, listen, I've heard uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol is like a fun game, so could be good. That's good. Could be good moving forward, hey. but hey. no one knows. I'm not too concerned with like general game stuff and like like changes. Like I'm always expecting changes, game changes all the time. That's not really the important part. It's the direction of change. Sure. That I want to, to emphasize is the area of concern. Yeah. I mean we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. But thanks for listening, everyone. Um if, if you've stumbled upon this podcast and you haven't really seen our YouTube channel or all of the battle reports that we've been doing, I don't know how you got here, <laughs> um, but kind of make your way over to the our YouTube channel of the same name, watch our videos, leave a comment. They always brighten my day. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right. See you guys later. Bye.